money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. I never let up. Everyone that I'm on already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. Sarah come out. Come now, man. What about me? In just a minute. There we go. Assalamualaikum. Wa salam, brother Ben. How are you? Fine by Allah's grace. Yourself? I'm fine. I'm fine by that same grace. It's good to see you. Yes, sir. So, um, I got a. I posted that the black man was God a long, long time ago, and I got a lot of comments. Uh, people disagreeing and people curious about certain things. So, uh, the first thing we're gonna start off with is how did God come in into existence? How did God come into existence? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, the beautiful thing regarding that question and regarding the subject itself, ironically, is we have a lot of sources to consult to give us the answer to that question. We can and always should start first by consulting the most honorable Elijah Muhammad um, because he presented a very detailed account of how God came about. The beauty is that we need not be dogmatists in this matter. We need not say it's Elijah or nothing because multiple and plentiful plentiful sources absolutely confirm what the most honorable Elijah Muhammad taught concerning the origin of God. If we consult all of the ancient scriptures that were produced out of the global wisdom of the black man and woman of antiquity, all of the ancient scriptures bear absolute witness to what the honorable Elijah Muhammad taught on this matter who is God and how God came to be so we know that in the beginning brother Ben there was but total darkness it was a material darkness it wasn't darkness as we understand it today uh, which is simply the absence of light or the earth being in the shadow um, that darkness was a material darkness and hidden in this material darkness was a force, a God force. From that force sparked the first atom, A-T-O-M, the first energy packet, if you will. And from that first atom evolved over time, um, the first human being this was a self-guided process it was an evolutionary process from a an atom to a cell to multiple cells to an organism to lower organisms to the highest organism in the universe the human being specifically man so in that sense we do not deny the truth of evolution but where we differ from Darwin, for example, <clears throat> is that Darwinian evolution posits an unguided, uh, random process of evolution, whereas this process called the self-creation of God, it was an evolutionary process over trillions of years, but it was a self-guided process because in the first atom that sparked there was divine intelligence just as in atoms today there are the rudiments of divine intelligence in that first cell that formed biological cell c-e-l-l -L, that formed had divine wisdom inherent in it just as every cell in our body brother ben has divine intelligence in it so that evolutionary process that took six trillion years for Allah merged as a physical being starting with an atom 
growing into a cell and growing along an evolutionary stage from lower organisms to the highest of organism, which is man, the black man in particular. That was a process that his divine mind guided the whole way. And as his body grew and advanced, his mind grew and advanced. And the end product of that process was the black man who is God. Yes, sir. Now, um, on YouTube, there's a lot of brothers who, uh, I read your book, Who is God? And there was a lot of brothers who said they was a part of the nation of Islam, but as they said, they wasn't well prepared. So one of our major critics is Pastor Tino uh, Jennings, and I know that you tried to reach out to him for the debate. And one of his... Uh, who is that? I, I can't, I'm not hearing you well, Brother Ben. I'm not uh, hearing you well. Pastor Gino uh, Jennings. Pastor Jennings, yes. Stop yes, running one from of his, me, Gino. Right, yeah, I, I read that in your book, and you know how we say that God was, uh, he created himself from trip of darkness. Well, yes. in Isaiah 45, 7, it says, I form the light and create darkness. So his criticism was, how can he form himself from darkness if he created darkness? So can you respond to that? Yeah, because black words matter. The Hebrew formed darkness does not mean created darkness ex nihilo. It means shape a pre-existing reality into a new form. That's what formed darkness means. And that is precisely the process that occurred in the womb of the universe. This pre-existent matter was reshaped by God, by God's divine mind, reshaped into a new form. The new form that this darkness took, when God says in Isaiah, I formed darkness, the new form that this pre-existing darkness took was the form of the black man's body. So Pastor Geno Jennings is absolutely wrong in his interpretation of Isaiah because he's totally dependent to the extent that he's a slave of King James's English translation. The original Hebrew makes it very clear that God did not, and it doesn't say, he did not create darkness. He formed darkness. He formed a pre-existent material into a new form, that new form being the black body that God will now and forever inhabit. Yes, sir. Makes sense. Now, you know, a lot of people are going to say, because um, uh, uh, a couple of times you referenced uh, specifically the black man. Now, uh, you know, right, right now, nowadays, all of us come from a black woman or all of us come from a woman. And then I think uh, when you do the research, the oldest person is, is Luffy. So a lot of people have the, the thought that the black woman is God. So you have that. Is it black man or is the black woman? Well, the black woman is a God. And the black man is the God. But the black woman is absolutely a God. Now, a couple of misstatements. They're not your statements. You quoted them right. It's just that they misstated the case. First, Lucy. It is not the case, and it's not the argument, that Lucy is the first human being. That's not what the science says. Lucy is the oldest human being that mitochondrial DNA traces to an African woman because mitochondrial DNA only transmits through the mother certainly the mitochondrial DNA lineage would end with a woman but there is an atom as well there's a Y chromosome atom that you trace the Y lineage you get a man. Now, Lucy is the oldest human, oldest woman that mitochondrial DNA traces to, which we are able scientifically to go back to, but that does not say that Mike, that Lucy is the first human being. Lucy had a daddy. Lucy, we have no reason to believe that Lucy didn't have a mama. 
and a daddy. That's a very sloppy read of science. And that's not what the scientist claims. Because something is the oldest, that doesn't say it's the first. Ancient Egypt is the oldest advanced civilization, but not the, is the oldest we have documented. But it sat on top of the ruins of prior civilizations that we have evidence of, but we cannot fully document it. So the oldest does not mean the first. Lucy is the oldest mother that mitochondrial DNA can trace back to, but Y chromosome lineage traces back to somebody and something different, a man. The other misstatement is that we all come from a woman. That is wrong. We all come through a woman. We were planted in that woman by our father. The semen is where the child is first. And that child, that semen is carried in the father. And that semen, that child, is planted in the womb of the mother. And once in the womb, so the child came from the man, planted in the woman and in the womb of the woman. God and the woman co-conspire, collaborate in the full development of that child that was planted in. So Allah, God, and mother are responsible for the growth, development, and forming of that child, but not the creation of that child. That child came from the seminal fluid of father, planted in mother, and, at, and Allah and mother is responsible for the development and ultimate birth of that child. So it's a misstatement that we all come from our mother, we all come through our mother. Yes, sir. Now, the reason uh, what they were used to support their claim that the black woman is God is some people have say, and I'm asking you, is it true that uh, uh, a woman, uh, there was a time when she could have a baby without a man. Is that true? Yeah, no, that, that, that's pseudo science and mythology. But again, we got to get the language correctly. I have in my house right now as we speak one man, one male, and three females. There are four gods in this house right now. The three females, my wife and two of my daughters, they are gods. There is no debate over whether the black woman is a god. The black woman is most definitely a god. Anybody who is in denial of the divinity of the black woman is errant in their thinking on the reality of God. The reality of God absolutely manifests itself in the black woman in particular, of women. What would, but what others say, when they say the black woman is God, they mean the black woman is the God. The black woman is the first God. The black woman is the highest God. And that is false. That is false from the biological, biochemical, the history of religions, the Maiotic, the Islamic, the Sumerian. It is wrong on every metric. When they say there is, not what they say, this is a fact that we can demonstrate in no limit of time. There is a divine hierarchy. All divinity ain't the same. All gods ain't the same. There's levels to this. And while the black woman is God, she is a God. The highest God, the first God is the black man, as in the black male, that first self-created being, the one that took six trillion years to self-develop. All right, so I think the last part you left off was you was talking about um, 
Well, I asked you about the woman being able to reproduce by herself, and you was going in detail about that. Yeah, but there was something else I was saying. Because that's foolishness. You have no record of that. That's myth. Not only is that pseudo-historical, the ancient myths don't even make that claim until you get to Greece. Now, but there was something I was saying. Oh, because it's important. Atum of ancient Egypt, ancient Kemet. And see, I wish I had my visuals because I would show you in the creation, one of the most important creation accounts of ancient Egypt, the creation account of the god Atum that recounts his self-creation and creation of the universe you see depicted in the hieroglyphics of Medjunetra the ancient language writings of the ancient Egyptians you see Adam depicted as a man with his penis erect and his hand grasping his penis so even though the language he, she is used to describe Atom. Some make the mistake of believing that that means the God Atom, the creator God of ancient Egypt, that he's a hermaphrodite because he's described in poetic language as the great he, she. But he is visually depicted as a man with the phallus, with a penis, an erect penis. Well then, why is this physically male, undisputably male creator God described as he, she? It's because every man is a he, she, in the sense that every man has both the X and Y chromosome in our bodies. That is the he, she of maleness. Every male is the great he, she because our genetic coding allows us to produce either a he or a she. We have the genetic capability of determining the sex, of producing either one. And so the first being, if you trace all the creation's lineage back to a single being, that being, that first being, has to have within it the necessary ingredients to produce everything that exists. And so if we say the black man or black people are the first race of people, then that must mean that we must be able to show that we have within us the capability of producing the other races thus we know that that's a fact the black man and woman has within us both the dominant and recessive gene and with those two genes we can produce the brown but the brown can't produce us we can produce the yellow but the yellow can't produce us we can produce the white but the white can't produce us so genetically we know that Black people preceded everyone else because black people can't produce everybody, but nobody can produce black people. The same with gender. If that primordial first being was a female, there would have been no males because there is not in the genetic, the chromosomal makeup of the female what is necessary to produce the male. But there is in the chromosomal chromosomal makeup of the male that which is necessary to produce the female so that first being from which all other beingness derived was the black male and then our genetic biochemical intellectual constitution everything else can derive and everything else did derive 
including the black woman. Yes, sir. And my next question, um, before you got off, and um, it kind of tied into one of the questions, was about um, how many gods there are. Because, you know, in Islam, we say, say he allies one, and we believe in one God. Uh, but we oftentimes, we say, peace God, or how's it going, God? Or like you said, you got four gods in the house. So what do we mean by uh, this person is a God if we say that we believe uh, that there's only one God? Yes, good question. In we in Islam, we say there is no God but Allah. We say there is but one God. In Islamic theology, this confession of the oneness of God is called Tawheed. T-A-W-H-E-E-D. Tawheed. In Arabic, Tawheed means literally unification, taking multiple parts and unifying them into oneness. So the very declaration of oneness from an Islamic perspective gives the answer to your question. The oneness of God is the unity of the God. And so we say peace, God, because as the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, every time you look at a black man, you are looking at God. Every black man is a God, but the honorable Elijah Muhammad said the unity of the black man is more powerful than an atomic bomb. Now, let's parse that. We got to define God because we got to wait. We, we skipped that. And it's important to understand everything we are saying. It's important to understand what God means. God is a being of power and force. That's what a God is. And that's why there's degrees of Godness. There's degrees of manifest power. And that's why the black man, the black male, is the supreme God. The black woman is God, but the black man is the supreme God. Why? Listen to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, who is our first teacher. He said, it is the woman who is the second self of God. Man is the first self. Man is the first self. The woman is the second self. He said that the woman was made by the man. The man who created himself then made the woman. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says this, and this is important, that the woman was made to admire and even worship the man. That's her nature. That doesn't mean she's not God. This is the divine hierarchy. Why? How do we understand the divine hierarchy? How is it that the black man, the male, is a higher God naturally than the black woman, the female? Because, again, God is a being of power and force. So it's the power differential that distinguishes the levels of Godhood. It's the power differential that's critical, that puts everything in perspective. And so, for example, the Mosan of Elijah Muhammad, our teacher, says, quote, I studied our women their actions, and the creation of them. I say, brothers, I am with the Holy Quran. The Holy Quran teaches us that she is to be respected as we wish to be respected. See this divine hierarchy? Don't say nothing about differences in respect. The respect that we as men want from our women, we need to give that same respect to our women. He says, the only thing that is different 
between the man and the woman is that we are a little higher than her. In what way, Mr. Muhammad, is the man a little higher than the woman? In the power of our creation. See, that power differential is what determines one's place in the hierarchy, divine hierarchy. He says, we have more powerful brains than she because we were made to rule. See, a God is a ruler. Because that's an exercise in power. And God is a being of force, force and power. That's the definition of Godhood. We look in everywhere but the right place to understand the nature of God. And so this is why, as we have been talking, the biochemistry lets the world know who the true, the supreme God on this earth is. The black man has the highest level of serotonin, brain, neurotransmitter serotonin, and the highest level of testosterone. And why this is important is because testosterone and serotonin are the biochemical sources of the drive for power. And remember, God is a being of power and force. Man is endowed with the testosterone, the higher testosterone and the higher serotonin because the man is born to rule, to exercise power. That's the quintessence of manhood. Rulership and the exercise of power. That's the quintessence of manhood. It's not the definition of womanhood. It's the definition of manhood. It's the definition of God. So in the divine hierarchy, man, woman, and child are each God. And the fullest manifestation of God is the unity of the man, woman, and child. The black family is the greatest manifestation, articulation of Godhood. But in that home, in that hierarchy, the God in the home is the black man in that home. Now, um... Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering... What can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com. www.whatisabstribe.com. Um, you talked about God being a ruler. Uh, one of the questions is, um, if the black man is God, why is the white man ruling us? So why, uh, if we're God, how do we let the white man uh, oppress us? Yes. If we were fortunate enough, Brother Ben, to travel to a particular small Burmese island, Siena, a Buddhist island, there on that island, we would encounter a very important Buddhist temple. In this temple, there is a huge statue of Kiakiak. Kiakiak means in the local language, the Lord of Lords or King of Kings. Kiakiak, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God, 
is depicted in this Buddhist statue asleep. And the Buddhist worshipers tell us that the God of the gods, the king of the kings, Buddha, who is a black god, that Buddha was to sleep for 6,000 years. After 6,000 years of sleep, Kiakiak, the God of the gods, the Lord of the lords, will awaken and he will realize that in his sleep, the world has been ruled by a wicked people. And upon his awakening, he will slay the wicked who had ruled while he was asleep for 6,000 years. Who is Kiakiak that has been asleep for 6,000 years so that a wicked people can rule in his absence? Kiakiak is the black god, the black man, which, as the most, <clears throat> most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us, has been asleep for 6,000 years, the time period in which the white man has been on this earth and allotted the 6,000 years to rule. And so the white man is ruling at during the vacuum created by the sleep of the black god, but a time was set for Kiakiak, the god of the gods, the black god, to sleep and then awaken after 6,000 years. And we're in that era right now. The awakening of the black god will slay the wicked people, the white man, and reclaim rulership. So yes, in other sir. words, the reason is because this was written in stone. This thing had to run its course. The black man had to go to sleep so that the white man can rule in our absence. And in the wickedness of white rule, we are able to see the wickedness that is in our own nature because the white man is nothing but the lower nature of the black man. We had to suffer under the rule of our lower self so that we will know what our lower self is capable of. And once we have suffered under our lower self, we will never let our lower self run havoc on this earth or in our being again. Yes, sir. Now I want to uh, get into a couple of scriptures from the Bible and uh, get your response. Hold on. Uh, hey, will you give me some water? Yes, I'm sorry. Um, and ex Exodus 33:20 says, "But he said, you cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live." Now a lot of our Christian brothers and sisters try to use that verse to prove that God isn't a man or he can't see. Mm -hmm. Which is so ridiculous. Again, a careful reading of anything is very important. And by the way, you want to see a God? Y'all want to see? Y'all want to see a God? <laughs> this is a God. This is a black god right here. This yes, is my baby girl. True, and there's another god over there. Come here, Ava. You want to see a god? A family of gods? See, this is black god protocol. You see that? You see, the black woman most definitely is god. My wife, my wife is doing her godly duties here, so she won't let me call or put her on the spot. But the black woman most definitely is God. And in this house full of black woman gods, there's one king God, and that's me, <laughs> Brother Wesley. Yeah. So this is black God protocol. This is the divine hierarchy. There is nobody who will look at these and say the black woman isn't God. This is God. Yeah. So your question, thank you, babe. You're welcome. Peace. That's my, that's my baby girl, Ava. That's my baby girl, True. So your question was, brother, I got discombobulated by the 
entrance of divinity in my uh, line of sight. It's distracting. The black woman as God is most definitely distracting. So what was your question? Uh, in the Bible, Exodus 33, 20, it says, but he said, you cannot see yes. my face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The scripture says, not that I'm invisible. The scripture says that I cannot be seen. Scripture says, you cannot see me and live. That means you can see me, but there's consequences to seeing me. So the scripture makes it clear God can be seen, but there's consequences for looking at him and or looking at his front. And because those humans could not survive a frontal view of God, he let them see him. He let them see his back. What is it about the frontal view of God, the God of Exodus in particular, that made it dangerous, even fatal, but not impossible, dangerous and fatal for Moses to look at him. Mm. It was because the God of Israel, his purity manifested itself as is all the gods. Holiness manifested, the holiness of God manifests itself as a fiery presence, a fiery nature in the physical being of God. And that Fiery holiness is dangerous to anybody or anything. Yahweh told Moses on behalf of the sinning people of Israel that they cannot see him frontally or they will die. So he let him see him. He just gave him his back to see. So those who read that as a testimony of the invisibility of God are really sloppy readers of the English, much less the Hebrew. That's not what the English says, much less the Hebrew. It is not that God is unseen. Is that we who are unholy can't see him without suffering the consequences. Yes, sir. And uh, the next one is because, uh, you know, in, uh, in Message to the Black Man, it talks about uh, man versus spirit. In uh, John 4, 24, it says, for God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's another scripture that they use to justify that God is spirit and not man. So what would your response be to that? Yes. And the scripture is truthful. Now, she's fine, babe. I appreciate it. The the scripture is truthful. Now, note that it did not say, even though King James's English version and some other versions write, it does not say God is a spirit. There is no indefinite article there. It says God is spirit. And the Greek is pneuma. The Greek term translated spirit is pneuma, which is cognate to the Hebrew term translated spirit, ruach. Both the Hebrew ruach and the Greek pneuma used to describe the nature of God as spiritual. It speaks to a luminous, fiery substance, material substance. That is the nature of the essence of God's body versus the fleshy cover of God's spiritual body but God's spirit is still a body in human form but made of a different substance than the fleshy body God is not his flesh God's spirit manifests itself in flesh but his essence is of a different material nature though it's still material so Numa spirit that God's nature is, is a material substance, but it's a luminous, fiery substance. And that is the fire 
that makes seeing him. All right, babe, you can get my sweetie. That is the nature, the fiery nature that makes seeing unholy people being in the presence of the holy God, the spirit of God, makes it black eye protocol. The spiritual nature, meaning the luminous, fiery substance of the nature of God and his holiness, that that's what makes it dangerous for humans in our unholy fleshness. That's what makes it dangerous to encounter God face to face. But that scripture, God is spirit, does not make God immaterial and formless on the contrary. It specifically describes God as of a material nature, but of a specific material nature, different from the material of flesh. Yes, sir. And can you go into the um, the difference between Allah and God? If, if Correct me if I'm wrong. And I think uh, our Savior has arrived. He says Allah is the one, is the being who has, who is supreme in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So that would be Master Fra Muhammad. So how do we know that is Master Fra Muhammad? How do we how do we gauge if someone is the one who's um, superior or um, supreme in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding? Yes. Well, the proof will come at the conclusion of the war of the gods. Because see, that's the process in the ancient world, the ancient gods. That's how they prove in many circumstances who the king of the gods is. In the book of Exodus, Yahweh specifically rose up Pharaoh and made Egypt the most powerful nation in the land. Yahweh did that. Why? So that when Yahweh and Yahweh made Pharaoh's gods the most powerful gods in the in all the land. Why? Because when Pharaoh, de I'm sorry, when Yahweh destroys Pharaoh and conquers Pharaoh's gods, then it's going to be clear in all the land who the king of the gods is, who the supreme god is. See, because God, by his very nature, is and exercising power well how else do you know who the most powerful is except there is an a powerful enemy to conquer and so you read in the sacred scriptures that gods became king of the gods after a contest after conquering their enemy and so right now we are in the law before the storm of the war of the gods and proof that Master Farad Muhammad is the God will be clear with the conquering of the God of this world who is the white man and in particular the United States of America and that's why we have to distinguish between the term Allah and the term God. The white man is a God. The white man is the God of this world. The white man is the God that Allah, the supreme God, will conquer and defeat. And by conquering and defeating the God of this world, it will be clear to all of the worlds who Allah is, who the supreme God is. And that today is Master Farad Muhammad. But be real clear. See, Master Farad Muhammad came for strategic purposes, for military purposes, looking white. So he came, he did what he needed to do, and then he fell back. And he didn't want us to get it twisted. He taught us that the black man is God. And because he didn't want us to get it twisted, well, if the black man is God, and we're looking at his white face, 
He the one that's confused. So what did he do? He rose up the black God from among us. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad, who actually is the black God that will crush the white God. And so you don't have to get it twisted as to whether the white face of Master Farad Muhammad means that the black man ain't God. No, the black God that is presented to the world and who will, who will actually crush the God of this world, that's the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, the black God born from the black man and woman here in the hells of North America. Yes, sir. Now, uh, one thing, I uh, just want to ask a couple more questions. When we say we are, when we pray, um, since we say the black man is God, are we, play, are we praying to the black man? Can you clear that? Like, when we pray, what are we, who are we praying to? There is. In every human being, both a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. And when you study the power of the subconscious mind, you will see that the subconscious mind is the repository of the power of the human being. And in particular, in the black man and woman, in the subconscious mind is the repository of the spirit of the creator, God himself, meaning the God 76 trillion years ago who set off, set in motion the creation of this whole cosmos, the one to whom we pray when we say in our Muslim prayers, <clears throat> surely I have turned myself, or as we say, surely we are being turned, I am being turned to him who originated the heavens and the earth. The one who originated the heavens and the earth 76 trillion years ago, physically he is no longer with us, Brother Ben. He was a man with a physical anatomy, a physical body. And he, just like all of us, died physically. But the spirit and the mind of that originator is the inheritance of all of his descendants. The spirit and the mind, the power of the creator that simply was housed in the physical body. That's the inheritance of all of his descendants, his physical descendants, which is every black man and woman who has lived since his time. We all have inherited his spirit and his mind. It is in our very physical and neurological makeup, the spirit and power of the originator. So when we turn ourselves to the originator, we are not turning ourselves to a spook out in space nor are we turning to a dead being. We are turning to the living spirit and mind of the originator who exists in our own person today. So we go into communication with the originator, not by communicating outside, but by looking inside. The originator spirit is in us and that's why Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within us and that heaven is where the originator resides it's in our very being so we defer and we communicate with the power of our own being that's the point and by communicating getting in full contact with the power of the creator who is in our very being that's how we bring to light the power of our own being that's how we grow from niggas to gods mm -hmm. or from savages to 
from niggas to guys in the words of that great book. But that's how we grow from savage to gods is by developing, unlocking through lifestyle changes, unlocking the power and the reality of the creator that's in our very beings. Yes, sir. Now, uh, a lot of people want to know uh, what what happens after we die, you know, we being gods. What happens after we die? We often say um, you return to Allah. What does that mean? Well, when we die, we what happens when we die? Well, what's customary in most cultures is there is a funeral or some sort of memorial. Then either the body is buried, deposited in the earth from which the body came, or in many cultures, mainly European, those influenced by European cultures, the body is burned, cremated, then you're dead. When you're dead, you're dead. Now, what happens with the energy, the spirit, the essence of the human? We know by the first law of thermodynamics, Brother Ben, that energy is neither created nor destroyed, nor is matter ever created nor destroyed. It simply changes forms. So this body of matter, it will decompose. It will never be destroyed. When we die, it will return to the earth, decompose, meaning it will change form. It will melt back into its source, the earth. That energy too will neither be created nor destroyed. It will melt back into its energy source in the cosmos, we believe. But the consciousness, see, it's consciousness that glues the mind and body together. Uh, the glues the spirit and body together. The conscious mind is what is the writer of the spirit and the body. Now at death, that conscious mind is gone. While the body will return to its source, the spirit, the energy will return to its source. There will be no conscious Wesley flying around someplace. That's done. That's gone. There will be no conscious Ben, brother Ben. There will be, there is no conscious Mama Wesley out there. So that part is done. That's why the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said there is no life after death. There is no conscious life after death. Once we are dead, we are dead consciously. That doesn't mean that our spirit, our spiritual energy is totally annihilated. No. Physics does not allow for that. Our physical body isn't literally annihilated. Physics does not provide for that. But what is gone is our conscious existence. That does not survive the separation of spirit and, and body. Now, knowing that there is no mystery, God, uh, when our people, when we pray, what should we pray for? Because, you know, a lot of you may say, Lord, I need some more food or Lord, I need some, some more money. Are we supposed to pay, pray for the wisdom? Are we supposed to pray for the energy to get up and do it ourselves? When we pray to the God, what are we supposed to be praying for, knowing that there's no missing God that's just going to make something happen for us? Yeah. Brother Ben, in this day, July 20th, 2017, the black man and woman's urgent prayer Every time we leave our home, we should pray that Allah returns us safely to our home. And when we get to our home, 
We should pray that Allah, that God protects us within our home. Because we live right now in the day, in the hour, in the minute of danger unlike we have seen in 6,000 years. The black man and woman in America in particular is in extreme danger. And the danger coming to us Brother Ben, we cannot take a shower in our home without being exposed to danger. Because the very water, even if we are careful and we don't drink the tap water and even the bottled water, we are learning and we know that even bottled water has been weaponized against black people. So we're selective with the bottled water that we ingest. Well, we still got to take showers. What, are we going to take a, a bath in Fiji water? Not likely. So even when we take showers, we are exposing ourselves to the weapons of our enemy because the water has been weaponized against us black people in particular, with chemicals. So even something as taking a shower in the safety of our own home exposes us to danger in the death plot of our enemy. How are we going to combat that? We can have in our home stockpiles of automatic weapons. That ain't going to do nothing. So we pray to Allah, Brother Ben, because we have to tie our camel down. We have to do our due diligence. We got to make sure when we walk out this house, we are prepared and we are aware. So won't nobody sucker punch us. Huh? Won't nobody sneak up on us. We tie our camel down, but even when we tie, we do our best. We make our best preparations. We block off all of the avenues of entrance by the devil that we can block off. The devil still has access to our life and can manipulate and control and harm us because he is a God. He is the God of this world. And the only protection, ultimately, that we have against the plot of this God is the safety and protection of our God who has come. And that is why, Brother Ben, Master Farad Muhammad and the black God that he raised, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, that's why they are more important to black people today than even the creator God himself. Now I know that just pissed a lot of people off. I'm sorry. But the God who has power over the devil today, the God that came to the black man and woman in America in the belly of the beast, the God whose intent is to crush the white God at the hands of the so-called Negro. That's Master Farad Muhammad. We, the nation of Islam in particular, are a dare to the devil. He wants to, he God, Master Farad Muhammad and his legitimate associate. His halal associate, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, the black guy. They are going to crush the God of this world. They are going to show through us, through the nation of Islam, that the black God is superior to the white God. 
they are going to show that by and through the nation of Islam. He's going to show that we are protected. Our lifestyle that he brought to us protects us from certain angles of attack of our enemy that no amount of weaponry can protect you against. And then when the where the lifestyle stops in terms of protection, because we got a shower, our God, Master Farad Muhammad, the living God who's on, on scene today, and his legitimate associate, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, those two protect the black man and woman in America who put their reliance in them, that being the nation of Islam, but not just by name, those of us in the nation of Islam that genuinely put our faith in them, then I don't have any fear when I take a shower and your brother showers. I don't walk around fuck funky. Your brother showers and I don't take Japanese baths with Fiji water. I don't do that. I take a regular shower, but I'm not worried about that my shower water being weaponized against me because I know I, my wife, my children are in an exclusive clique of made men and women. We got the protection of the black God of the prey and two 2017 because our our best efforts brother Ben are necessary but they're not sufficient to cover down on where our best efforts leave off that's the power of the God Master Farad Muhammad and his halal associate the Mosano boy Elijah Muhammad because see we cannot associate with God but God can associate whom he will as he pleases. And it pleased him to exalt the most honorable Elijah Muhammad as his associate. So as the scripture says, these two are like two bows shot, two arrows shot from the same bow. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. And that's pretty much all of the questions. Now, you have several books going over the God and proving it with scripture all the way down to the Hebrew language. So where can they get your books from uh, to find more of this information? Yeah. The Book of God, an encyclopedia of proof that the black man is God and his companion volume, understanding the assault on the black man, black manhood, and black masculinity. This book, puts this book in context. You see, the assault on the black man by the white man is because the black man is God. And the white man is the God of this world. And the white man wants to, the white God wants to stay in power. So everything, all of the plots that we have documented in this book against the black man and woman in America is for the reason documented in this book. The reason being the black man and woman in America is the sleeping God. And the end of the white God's rule is the awakening of that lion asleep in Judah. That being the black man and woman in America. And so... The intent of this government, of this world, is to keep the black God asleep and even dead in America. So all of the plots that we documented in this book is given proper context in this book, which one can avail themselves of at our website, www.drwesley.com. Muhammad.info. Um, one can uh, one can access those works there. Uh, and where can they follow you on social media as well, just in case they have any questions or uh, just to keep up with you? Yes, I can be followed on social media on Facebook, 
Instagram, and Twitter at Wesley Muhammad. Now I need the people out there to petition my wife who will not allow me to go on Snapchat. She says I'm too old. But I'm anxious to get on Snapchat. So if the good people will get a petition together, maybe you will persuade my wife to allow me to jump on Snapchat so we can get it popping on Snapchat. But as of right now, I'm only on the old folks' social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, as Wesley Muhammad and Dr. Wesley Muhammad. Yes, sir. Now, uh, that's pretty much all of my questions. So if you have any closing words, we'll end with that. No, I appreciate you, Brother Ben, for the great work that you're doing in spreading the word, using your platform so wisely and so effectively. Um, I appreciate the questions that were submitted to you. Um, I appreciate the, the audience that tuned in to us tonight, both the friends, the foes, and the trollers. I see some of the trollers. Hey. <laughs> but I thank you. I enjoyed our time together, and may Allah continue to bless you with effectiveness, Brother Ben, and success. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. Same to you. All right. I'm going Alright guys, so that's it man Hopefully we answered Or he answered a lot of your questions um, I've been getting these questions For pretty much almost a whole year And um, hopefully he answers Some of your questions And um, inspires you to go read some more of his books He has a book, Who is God That I actually have And he goes into the debates that people have And he breaks down the Hebrew scripture How it's a little different from the King James Version And things of that nature So um, as always, I thank you all for tuning in to the Brother Ben X Show. And if you want to follow me on social media, everything is at Brother Ben X. And my YouTube is Brother Ben X as well, where this full interview will be uploaded. Uh, there was a part one, and then my phone ran hot. So that's why uh, a lot of people had got blocked off, and then we had to start again. But, um, yeah, I'm going to put them all together and upload the full thing to YouTube. So stay tuned to that. Peace. Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Now you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay read up. I never let up. Everyone that I'm on already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up. Elijah Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. Sarah Carmichael. Mesh. Now, man, what about me? So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made a hundred in $30,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace.